Next on the 5 o'clock report. We don't have the capacity to be the only hospital functioning in Gaza City. Firefights in hospitals. 240 mothers, children. They're telling me not now, Tim. There's nothing magical. Some students are unable to graduate based on 13 years of education on how they do on a three-hour regents exam. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. There is a warm-up on the way. We'll be tickling 60 degrees by Thursday with a ton of sun. Kevin Williams has your work week forecast coming up in a few minutes. The largest hospital in Gaza has hit its breaking point. Dr. Hassan Abu Sida is there. We don't have the capacity to be the only uh, hospital functioning in Gaza City. Every 10 minutes, there are ambulances coming with fresh wounded. He says they don't have dressings medicine or even enough fuel to run the hospital. You try to stop the bleeding and hope for the best. The Hamas terror network has been headquartered under the hospital floors. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan thinks hospitals should be off limits in war. The United States does not want to see firefights in hospitals where innocent people, patients receiving medical care, are caught in the crossfire. Republican White House hopeful Chris Christie spent the weekend in Israel getting a first-hand look at the war. The people of Israel to know that there are hundreds of millions of Americans who stand with them, who understand the atrocities that were that were committed. Christie is the first Republican presidential candidate to visit Israel since the October 7th terror attack. Dozens gathered yesterday at the Pennsylvania State Capitol for a rally to remember the more than 200 hostages taken by the terror group Hamas in Israel. 240 mothers, children, grandmothers. We're waking up one morning just to live their day, having breakfast, most of them, and we're taken. Meanwhile, in western New York, Boys and Girl Scouts are sending medical kits overseas to help people affected by the war. This is something that we can actually do to help right now. This isn't seven degrees of separation for us. The Scouts plan to ship out the medical supply kits before Thanksgiving. For a third time, U.S. airstrikes have hit facilities in Syria. The Pentagon says it's because Iran is attacking American troops. We will take all necessary measures to protect our troops. The safety of our troops and our civilians are of utmost importance to the President of the United States and to me. And so we will do what's necessary to protect our troops. That's Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Tim Scott is out. He quoted scripture during his departure from presidential politics over the weekend. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I think the message is clear for me right now. The South Carolina Republican senator announced on Fox News he suspended his presidential campaign. I think the voters who are the most remarkable people on the planet Planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim. Here's political analyst Larry Sabato. I think he emerges from this undamaged, which a lot of candidates can't say. But at the same time, he just wasn't making the progress you have to make at this late date. Scott was the only unmarried candidate in the GOP field and recently announced he has a girlfriend. Friday is the deadline for Congress to avoid a government shutdown again. House Speaker Mike Johnson has proposed a two-step solution to keep Uncle Sam open for business. There's nothing magical or or mysterious about it. It would just be effectively two 
phases. Speaker Johnson's laddered approach does not include money for Israel, Ukraine, or the border. Those spending priorities must be considered in a separate funding bill. We have an update on a meeting today that could significantly change the way that high schoolers graduate in New York State. Regents exams may be out. Dwight Bonk is a school superintendent in Dutchess County. We need to change the manner in which we evaluate our students. The fact of the matter that, you know, some students are aren't able to graduate based on 13 years of education on how they do on a three-hour Regents exam, I don't believe is appropriate. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has more from today's meeting. Quite a wish list, Sarah, from the Blue Ribbon Commission. Among their top suggestions, replacing three kinds of diplomas with one, adding financial literacy education, allowing STEM and writing skill credits to both count toward diplomas, and changing the assessment requirements, meaning possibly making the high-stakes region exams optional. After the Education Department heard the Commission's recommendations this morning, it will take several months to issue a decision on which changes will go through. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. The guy that won the open race and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is speaking out. To be honest with you, it's still a little bit numb. I mean, I was uh, you're so tired by the end of it. Dan McCaffrey won by six percentage points or 200,000 votes. The last justice got in with one percent of the vote. So this wasn't a landslide, but it also wasn't close. And this was, you know, Notre Dame football versus Little Sisters of the Poor. When Carolyn Carluccio called me the other night, she said, you know, this wasn't close. This was a mandate. His election leaves the state's highest court with a five to two majority for the Democratic Party. Western New York's queen of frozen custard has died. Greta Anderson and her husband Carl founded Anderson's Frozen Custard in New York City in 1946 and then brought that delicious frozen concoction to Buffalo. Soon after, Greta Anderson was 105 years old. Your weather forecast is next with our man in the know, meteorologist Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Our call for tonight, rather cloudy across much of central western New York for the rain or snow shower. Hatchy clouds in Pennsylvania, low temps 30s and low 40s. On Tuesday, a fair amount of cloud cover for most in New York stay with a rain or snow shower. But cloud cover breaking for sunshine in Pennsylvania, high temps 40s. On Wednesday, ample sunshine and milder with high temperatures then in the 50s. Thank you, Kevin. Local school costs from a federal immigration crisis and education issues in Pennsylvania and New York ballot boxes. Those are some of this week's issues in education. Let's sit in with Bob Price and Dr. Ralph Kerr. Welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the Noon Report, we spotlight the issues impacting our schools with Dr. Ralph Kerr at the Teaching and Learning Institute. Well, Ralph, you got your wish last week. That ballot initiative on school borrowing passed with flying colors. Why is that a good thing for New York State taxpayers? Well, you know, it's so nice to be on the winning side once in a while. Good. <laughs> <laughs> It was an overwhelming vote, that's for sure, over 60%. Uh, It's good for small cities because, as I've said before, they really need to have the same arrangements in terms of borrowing as all the other school districts, and I'm glad that that worked out. In Pennsylvania, though, it was sort of a mixed bag. There was a pretty good turnout as far as the school board elections were concerned. In Pennsylvania, which is unique as compared to New York, people run as either a Democrat or a Republican, and in many cases, they run as a Democrat-Republican. 
not quite sure how that works, but was a good turnout and mixed results. So depending on the part of the state, Democrats did really well in the big city areas. And then in the rural areas, I think Republicans or the DRs, as they're called, uh, did fine. So the point is, if you've just been elected to be a school board member in Pennsylvania, I wish you all the best. And uh, if we can be of help at all in any way, feel free to contact us at whyrun.org. And we'll give that website at the end again, Uh Ralph, because that's why you're there to help Christians get involved in public schools. Uh, So important. Recently, the New York State Assembly, the Republicans in the Assembly, they introduced a bill that would require colleges implement anti-Semitic training or lose state funding. Ralph, is this a violation of free speech rights in your opinion? Well, I think, you know, whenever there's a problem, you have a knee-jerk reaction and you end up saying, well, we ought to have training on this, we ought to have training on that. I guess I'd be more interested in helping people learn that they need a general attitude of caring for everybody, regardless of the situation that they may be in. You know, particularly as Christians, that's what the Bible calls us to do, is to love others. We don't have to love the sin, but we do have to love others. Unfortunately, so many politicians think, you know, if they write a bill, that'll solve a problem. And a lot of times you don't need a law to learn what is right and wrong. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Moving on, uh, Cheektowaga Maryvale School District. I hope I said that right. Maryvale yes, uh, in yep. Western New York. They want reimbursed for the 76 migrant children that were sent there by New York City. The district says they were not given any advance notice of this, Ralph. Do they have an argument here? Bob, you just are taking one really difficult situation <laughs> right after another. Yeah. This is really a tough issue. I had a conversation with a friend of mine within the last week or two about this whole issue of illegal aliens coming into western New York, and uh, I approached it very carefully because I thought I knew where he was coming from, and it turned out that he surprised me by saying, well, they shouldn't be here in the first place, which I agreed mm. with that. But and then he said, but they are here, and now what? Mm. And and in this case, that's the $64,000 question. And it, obviously, in Cheektowaga, Maryville, there is increased cost. Just think about trying to find language teachers, amongst other things, for these children that have just moved into the district. It is a federal issue. The feds need to take care of the border, and they need to help school districts that are faced with these additional costs as well. And there's more controversy, Ralph, uh, just when you thought it was over, the school milk carton controversy. There is a shortage. How did this milk carton shortage begin, Ralph, and how bad is it? Well, it is pretty bad. What happened is part of going back a ways to the supply chain issues and then compounding the issues is some uh, manufacturers of these little containers ended up consolidating their plants, which negatively impacted their production. And so all of a sudden, they've ended up with this uh, shortage. You know, in the particularly in the rural areas, there are days specifically designated for bring your tractor to school. You may <laughs> I've seen pictures of yeah. kids driving their tractors. I think a solution is bring your cow to school. Uh, show the kids how to milk them and enjoy yourselves that, really well. That is that old two birds, one stone kind of thing. Uh, Ralph, if you want to learn more about maybe those school board votes in Pennsylvania or that ballot initiative that passed last week in New York, you have a wonderful website where folks can go and check you out. What is it, Ralph? Thank you, Bob. Uh, it's just simply whyrun.org, whyrun.org.
Education watchdog Dr. Ralph Kerr in conversation with Family Life News anchor Bob Price. Issues in Education is our Monday news feature on the air, online, and on our podcast page. You can find it at familylife.org slash newspodcasts. Time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. We've got just days to avoid another government shutdown. The current stopgap measure runs through this Friday. American leaders meet with counterparts from the Asia-Pacific region this week as an economic summit gets underway. Small businesses are gearing up for Small Business Saturday. That's their answer to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and all of it plays into the stock market. The Dow gained 54 points today. NASDAQ lost 30, and the S&P 500 slid down three points. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Find out more at ambassadoradvisors.com. Have you ever seen a rose window? Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. You probably have, at least in a photograph. A rose window is a large round window, usually made of stained glass, found in many churches built centuries ago. Such windows typically have a series of smaller windows within the circle, all radiating out geometrically from the center. And in the center, there's usually a depiction of Jesus. In other words, these windows illustrate the idea of Jesus in the center and everything else finding its place around him. You know, that's how our lives should be. Everything we do with our time, our careers, and yes, our money should radiate out from Jesus at the center. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, how old do you have to be to help a veteran? How about nine? We'll tell you the story of a girl from Pennsylvania that gave up her birthday for some vets after one last look at weather with Kevin Williams. A cold front will be crossing the area, bringing with it a little bit of a chill tomorrow, but that chill will be short-lived as a milder flow will take hold Wednesday and linger for the rest of the week. We'll find skies will average out partly partly cloudy in a good part of Pennsylvania, cloudy across northwest Pennsylvania, western and central New York, where there can be a rain or snow shower. Low temperatures in the 30s to near 40. For tomorrow, clouds will prevail for most except a sun cloud mix in central and eastern Pennsylvania. Elsewhere, there could be a brief shower or flurry. High temperatures in the 40s. Milder Wednesday, ample sunshine. High temperatures then, mostly in the 50s. All right, thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, a 9-year-old girl named McKinley Ford in eastern Pennsylvania gave up her birthday this past weekend and instead used the money for her party and gifts to give local veterans a home-cooked meal and say thank you. It just means, like, I'm a part of this whole world and I'm making everything better. Nine-year-old McKinley said it was her birthday wish to host the luncheon in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. This is McKinley's mom. She's grown up in the post and this is her village and they have taught her so much and when she said she wanted to do it, I just pushed on forward. Little McKinley making a difference for dozens of veterans at nine years old. And that is the world that we live in for Monday, the 13th of November. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.